Attention, an emergency has been reported. Please proceed to the stairwell nearest you. Do not use the elevators. This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the Die Hard Deep Basketball Fans Podcast, the emergency variety. We knew, and we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming at some point. Um, you know, look, some of us on this podcast may have predicted it. Uh, but, you know, AC, before we even got started, uh, you made a great point. Uh, even though, yes, I predicted that this would be a case last season, it's not about that. Like, it doesn't feel, it still feels weird to even say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of get some goosebumps even saying that, uh, honestly, because, yeah. uh, you know, for, for all three of us, you know, Jack's obviously on here again uh, from Duke Down MDB. Um, you know, this is the only coach that we've known for our favorite uh, program. We are diehard basketball fans, but we're diehard Duke basketball fans. And mm-hmm. uh, to know that this is the last ride, um, you know, I, I felt like it was going to be the last ride AC, but... Until you hear the announcement, um, it doesn't feel real. Um, and and so, you know, I'm kind of at a loss for words, uh, to be com- completely honest with you. But, Jack, I want to start with you. You know, again, you handle 50,000 Duke fans and haters alike on, on social media between Instagram and Twitter. What was the reaction today on social media? I've seen one negative comment total all day <laughs> on my posts. It's kind of crazy. Like, everyone, regardless of if you love Duke, you hate Duke, they're, like, shocked and just, like, saying this is this is an insane moment. This is one of the greatest basketball coaches ever, in my opinion, the greatest basketball coach ever. It should be everyone's opinion, if we're being honest. But <laughs> um, it's just – it's absolutely insane. Everyone's, like, saying this guy is a legend and we are never going to forget seeing him coach and just seeing his teams play. It's like when Roy Williams retired, like, people made a couple jokes here and there, but, like, it's someone who has cemented their legacy as one of the best in the game, and everyone, with the exception of that one person who commented W, like, this is a huge win when Kay announced. Um, Besides that one person, I have not seen a single (laughs) bad thing. So like on that on that side it's it's actually been fairly tame today. Everyone's like, I'm in shock, this guy's a legend. Like I've seen a ton of guys say UNC fan here just wanted to say, like, I have a lot of respect for Coach K. He's really good and game's not gonna be the same without him coaching. Yeah, you know, AC, um, you know, you and I will be the first to admit that we had a little bit a little bit of fun at Roy's expense uh when oh, yeah. he but when he retired. But you know, we, we both knew we both knew though, uh, that K was right behind him. Um, in some form or fashion, what was your reaction when, when you when you heard the news? Uh, it wasn't so much disbelief because, like you said, we've talked about it. You know, there there were some signs. You know, just the the uninvolvement with the 2020 class, like or 22 class. Usually, you know, usually Duke is two or three years ahead of where they need to be recruiting. In this case, it was completely silent, completely still. And you know, there there were some other things, including the direction that college basketball is taking that we were like, you know, this is, if it's not this year, then it's definitely the year after because, you know, just because, you know, it's, it's not an old man's game. It's not, he, it's not for him anymore. So it wasn't a surprise, but my God, man, it's like, it's historic. This is historic. I felt like Roy, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever with Roy, 
you know, he's, he's a really good coach, a really great coach. And, you know, he retired. That's kind of, you see that, you know, every year. So, you know, a, a great or a good or a great coach retires, but this is, this is historic because this is for our generation starting in the eighties, this is the greatest coach in basketball, not just college, but greatest coach in basketball, leaving the game for that span yeah. of time. I and mean, he, he's, he's coached in five decades, man. Like that is insane. And not only just coached in five decades, but has been successful in five decades. So it's, it's really, it, it's surreal. It's, you know, it's expected, but surreal. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things like, and, and we were, you know, we were kind of robbed of this, this kind of a moment with what happened not to, I'm not, you know, making this a comparison or anything. I'm just saying we are a little bit robbed of something like this with Joe Paterno and how everything went down at Penn state. And I'm really glad that, you know, nothing like that has gone down with Kay, but you know, this is the first time in my lifetime that I've seen a coach or player or whatever of this caliber leave the game like that, you know, outside of maybe Michael Jordan, quite honestly. Yeah, I would say, yeah, uh, you know, almost Kobe, but this is bigger. This is bigger than Kobe. Yeah, because Kobe, you know, Kobe, you know he, he was not the Michael Jordan of, obviously, you know, of the game. Uh, and right. Coach K is. Coach right. K is that, especially for, like, you know, for college basketball, but you're right, overall basketball. Uh, the, and, the, coaching. and the thing with Kobe is, like, Kobe left the game, but you had LeBron to pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? Like, and it, yeah. like when when Jordan left, there was at that point in time, there was really nobody but Shaq kind of to pick up those pieces. And it was like, and and Shaq wasn't even on his level, even though Shaq will say he's on his level. You know what I mean? But he wasn't even on his level when he left. It was like Jordan left, and that was like a big hole in the game. And now K K's leaving, and that is that is a huge hole in the game of college basketball. It truly is, even you know, for for young guys and old alike. Like it's again, it's five decades. I can't say that enough. That yeah. he spanned and he's relevant for five decades worth of people. It's it's insane, man. Yeah, you know you're you're gonna hear. You know it's gonna be very interesting because you know he has this year to coach, right? And mm-hmm. so um, we kind of felt like that was going to happen. Uh, you know he wasn't going to leave the the program high and dry. It makes sense for him to make this announcement now, especially as the the dead period is is over for for, for basketball recruiting. Uh, to pick back up in person, we have a ton of kids that um, are set to uh, to make visits over the coming month. So this this made a ton of sense to do it now. Um, I think it also makes sense, uh, and we'll get to talking about John Shire in just a little bit and, and possible replacements if it's not John Shire, which you know I think we believe it will be. Um, but you know, Jack, you know, first impressions. Um, of Coach K, you know, you're obviously a lot younger than us, you're still in college, but you've been a diehard Duke fan your whole life. What is your first um, remembrance of K as being like a little bit bigger than life? I mean, I was, I mean, I was raised by a Duke alum. I, I've been exposed to Duke my whole life, as I've said on this podcast many times. This is, this is a guy who, from a very, very young age, I remember being told this is like, one of the best coaches of any sport you'll ever see and just being honestly not understanding that not everyone got to see their team perform as consistently well as I did with Duke and like as I got older realizing the greatness I had seen my whole life um but just I remember seeing Coach K when I was very small like from decently close and just seeing the reactions of everyone around me I was like three probably three or four years old seeing everyone's reaction around me kind of made me realize this guy is special and like kind of 
I guess, cemented my love for Duke, even at that young of an age. Like that, this man is, he's a legend. And I was able to realize that when I was that small, that's just, it says something about who he is as a person and a coach, I think. Yeah, AC, AC, you have a a story that you've told, you know, on this podcast before, but, you know, kind of take a, take the listeners back. Maybe we have some new ones after, after this. Um, you know, you, you've been down to Duke as, you know, kind of a recruit, right? You know, coming out of high school, um, you know, looking at Duke very strongly. Um, you had interactions with Kay, I'm assuming, you know, kind of walk through your, uh, you know, your, your, your thoughts of Coach Kay. He, I mean, it's, it's, he's larger than life when you see him in person. The, you know, the, the story that, that TK is alluding to is that I actually had, I actually got, a, had a chance to, to, have like a 30 plus minute conversation with Wojo about, about choosing a school. It ended up turning into, okay, you know, what about playing, you know, walk on coming on as a walk on and everything else like that. And, and was introduced to Kay very briefly. I can't say that, you know, I can't say I was up in the office on the sixth floor or whatever, you know, (laughs) with him, with him giving me, giving me the bag or whatever, but it was just, it was one of those things of, you know what, you know, you get, you come to school here, make sure you get here in September and, and but his presence, he was just so welcoming, and his his presence was so high. And then you could see it trickle down through the coaches, Chris Collins, Wojo. You could see it trickle down through them, and how they interacted with me, who's you know this random kid walking around, walking around the, the campus, and you know them getting to talk to me. It was it was really truly one of those special moments, man. And it's like, and, and you know as a I, you know as I started coaching the game and everything up here in Northern Virginia area, you know higher level basketball, it was like a lot of pretty much everything I did was based off of, you know, anything coach did, coach K did. It was like, you know, the way I ran my offense, the way I taught defense, the way I taught fundamentals, the way I interacted with the kids and, you know, made connections and things like that. It's, you know, it's all based on everything he's done. Like he's such an innovator in the game and he he's the litmus, like he's the litmus that no one can really attain to be because, you know, nobody can be him. Nobody can do what he did. His, his wins record will never be touched. And it's especially with the, the changing landscape of college basketball. And it's like, again, like we just, as I mentioned, in, you know, a couple minutes ago, it's like there, there's a hole that's left in the game right now because there is no one right now who can pick up the mantle of, Hey, I'm the greatest. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of really, you know, really good old coaches like Patino and Calipari. And then it's a bunch of really good young up and coming guys, but there's nobody who's like established like him. Yeah, so I can't mention perfect transition um, to talk about, you know, we've seen kind of the early reports that, you know, Shire is kind of probably going to be the guy. This is nothing new. Uh, you know, we've, we've been talking about Shire for the last two years, probably being the right person. Uh, he's been groomed by Kay uh, over the last five plus years. He's now well established as, if not the best, at minimum, one of the top two to three uh, recruiters in college basketball. So he has that. He's also been a player there under K. He won a national championship. He's a guy that had to adapt his game. He has such a high basketball IQ. He's young enough to do all these things that the game now requires of you. And one of the reasons that we kind of figured K was, you know, on on, his last leg in terms of of this particular time. Um, He has Nolan Smith as his right-hand man now for the next however long he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So to me, it always had to stay in the family because of what they started with the brotherhood. Right. So from that standpoint, it couldn't be an outside hire, at least 
at, at the start of it. So whether it was Amaker, uh, Johnny, uh, you know, Wojo, Chris Collins, Cape, or, or John Shire, it had to be someone like that that has an intricate knowledge of the Brotherhood. So, AC, I'm going to kick it back to you before I get to Jack, because uh, I know that you've been on the Shire bandwagon with me. Mm-hmm. What are his best attributes to be able to handle the magnitude, if you can, if you can um, of, of taking over this job? And I think that I, I have to think that this coming year is going to be huge for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the questions now. He's not going to have to answer them. Um, he's not going to have to answer them on the fly the next year when he's thrown in the hot seat. He's going to get all these questions this year, all these questions this summer. They can groom him and they can work with him to do it. So, you know, kind of walk us through your, your mindset. Well, for, first and foremost, John has that innate ability to connect with people. That's uh, I mentioned that before with Kay. That's that's something that he's learned under Kay and, you know, learned the past eight, nine years since he's been back as an assistant. He, he can connect with people, and that's what makes him such a great recruiter. Like, there's no doubt about it, about his recruiting status. He is he is the hottest, the best recruiter in the nation right now in college basketball, period. End of story. No question about it. The biggest thing here now is – you know, being able to run a program. And now he's got Nina King. She's, you know, she's starting her new role. She's going to have to be walking hand in hand with Shire down this whole thing. And yeah, there's, there's so many levels of a program that, you know, he's going to learn as time goes on. And I think it's a huge advantage. You know, Roy, Roy did it kind of on the fly and who knows how long, you know, their administration knew about it and how long Hubert knew about it and everything else. But you kind of feel like Hubert Davis is like, just thrown to the fire right here, right now. All he's had is one off season to prepare. the The key thing here is that Cade did this a year in advance, and now John has an entire season to field the questions, think about what he needs to do to move forward with the program. Probably get his hands on this team more than any assistant coach has ever had their hands on a Duke team since Cade's been there, and that that's a huge advantage for Shire. Like that, that's a really, really big deal that I don't think is going to get enough credit. And that's that's literally going to lead to his success moving forward. If, if, if he's going to be successful as the Duke head coach, like this, this year is so, so big. We talked about last year with the team, how they didn't have an off season. And then you saw that manifest itself throughout the season. Well, Shire essentially gets an off season, a, a year and a half worth of off season to deal with him becoming the Duke head coach. So yes, when Kate leaves, they're huge shoes to fill, but it's not quite as abrupt as if Kay said in like May of 2021, hey, I'm leaving. And now in August, Shire has to feel the team. All right, Jack. So, you know, having heard all that, do you believe, are you now comfortable enough uh, with John Shire being the next head guy? I mean, for what it's worth with, I mean, I don't think anyone in the world is really going to be comfortable with the next guy. But I think Shire's the best choice. I think he's a perfect hire. Um, for what it's worth, everything I've heard indicates that he's been approved by the board of trustees and he will be mm-hmm. named the next coach. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's all but official. Um, I think we've seen him, his ability like to be a coach on the floor. We saw that with the 2010 team, I think. he was. That was a huge reason uh, why that team was able to go so deep and win the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen him... We've seen him uh, be able to transition as from player to coach pretty smoothly. His involvement's been huge. He was the guy Kay named to cover as head coach when Kay was in COVID protocols this year. 
Yep. And uh, he's undefeated as Duke head coach for what it's worth. <laughs> in the, all one, the whole one game he's had. As hey, man, one and zero, man, one and zero. Exactly. Um, and the thing with Shire is he is he's actually he's a year older right now than Kay was when he was hired by Tom Butters. So, like, he's a young up and coming coach. He's he's got the experience, as AC said, of being at Duke as a player, as an assistant coach. He's got time to kind of get to know the current players. This isn't going to be something that just comes out of the blue in um, the summer next year. Um, I think that's the best best way to do it. It was going to be Shire. It was going to be an out, like, I guess outside hire is the word I'm going to use. It was going to be a Duke guy. That's known. But, like, outside hire in the sense of, like, Amaker Dawkins, Bobby Hurley, um, maybe even Capel. Um, but having someone who's currently on staff is, I think, the best course of action, especially a guy like Shire, who has been, if I recall correctly, about three years ago, he was voted in a poll of all the D1 coaches as, like, the next up-and-coming coaching superstar mm-hmm. in college basketball over guys like Wes Miller, for example, yep. who had been performing pretty well at UNCG at the time. Like, it's, I think that's the best hire that, could have been made given the circumstances and just generally I think he's the guy yeah I completely agree um you know we're going to keep this one short there's you know there's going to be plenty more of this off season that we're going to talk about but I real quick that, yeah real quick can we talk about the recruiting aspect too like here here's a here's a sign of things to come right here's a sign of how how respected Shire is right so we talked about you know, we, we weren't involved with anyone in this next class, 2022 class, like no one, like there was nothing, no Duke news about anybody in this class. And then suddenly now we have a laundry list of about six, five stars and seven, four star players that want to come to Duke. And I, you have to imagine that they knew that Kay wasn't going to be there. You have to imagine that. Right. So they know Shire's there. They know he's the guy. If yeah. not, they know he's their lead recruiter at the very least. Like that speaks volumes to, what we have moving on in the future. So as long as his, you know, as long as his X's and O's are, are, you know, up to par, or whatever, which you have, you know, like they are going to be like, that's not going to be an issue. It's really about recruiting in this day and age. Like, man, we're, we're in good shape, man. Like we're in good shape. Like I'm not, I'm not predicting national championships for the next 10 years, but you know, Shires, he's there. He's, there's nobody else. There's nobody else in the nation right now outside of a couple of NBA coaches that I'm like, you know, let's, that's that's the guy we need to roll with. Like Shire's good, man. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Uh, you know, Connor brought up the the recruiting piece throughout, but yeah, that's a perfect way to sum it up because, you know, John's definitely the lead guy in terms of being that recruiter for Duke already, and now we kind of have that laundry list of players that we're going to be looking at, and we're going to need a hell of a lot of them. But hey, look, emergency podcast here. Coach K finally announced his day; he was retiring. Uh, Jack, AC, appreciate you guys being with me. As I told you, it was going to happen last podcast. Anyway, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't help yourself. You couldn't. You really couldn't. Oh, thank, thank you, Coach K. Thank you, Coach K. And go Duke. We will be back here all summer long. Let's go Duke. Go Duke. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Five Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also check us out on Twitter and Instagram, Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke.